the Fed is going to hike rates very simply until they create a disaster. Well, hello there, my friends. Chris Marcus here with you for Arcadia Economics. And today it is part two of my interview with Jim Willie. Part one, which we had yesterday, he talked quite a bit about the de-dollarization movement going along. And in part two, he talks more about gold and silver, what the Fed is doing, and a whole lot more. So here we go. I, I think there have been agreements, Chris. Maxwell from Luxembourg clued me in in 2020. <clears throat> there were meetings every two weeks hosted by the Euro Central Bank, and I think they discontinued after several months, but they agreed on a 400 silver price, later updated it to 700. They agreed on a 10,000 gold price and later updated it to 15,000. And that was what they regarded to be an equilibrium price that both sides could live with, including the victims of fraud. There's gonna be a lot of washing out dirty laundry, a lot. But I think we've got as a benchmark 15,000 gold and 700 silver that is the result of open forums in Europe hosted by the Euro Central Bank back when Draghi was the head. Is that true? In 2020, I think Draghi became the, the prime minister of Italy shortly after that. Yeah, and Lagarde, whether Lagarde is a man or woman, I don't know and I don't care. Uh, Lagarde is the bridge between the Euro Central Bank and the IMF now. Okay, here's the zinger for you. Of all the different cabal major global bank accounts, the only one left that's not sacked is the IMF. All the others are gone. The Vatican, the World Bank, how about Credit Suisse? We haven't talked about that at all. Um, <clears throat> I think Credit Suisse is going to go bankrupt and create one of the biggest holes we've ever seen in modern history of finance. Credit Suisse. There is a war going on, Chris, and Credit Suisse is in the middle of it. Yeah, that is one of the other ones I wanted to get your opinion on, along with uh, everything that's going on in the Fed, where many have been expected, more overt set of banking problems to pop up. So far, on the surface, seems like things have been contained, but please uh, continue on Credit Suisse. Okay, let, 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 me, let me start with the Fed, because it's a shorter story, and then Credit Suisse, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, the Fed is not... <clears throat> trying to bring down price inflation. They don't give a shit about your life or your costs. You're not important. You're 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 like an insect. You're you're like like the the equalizer movie with Denzel Washington. You're no important no more important than lint or a bottle cap. That was a quote from the movie. The the villain. The Fed is defending the dollar. The Fed is defending the sale of treasury bonds. The U.S. government is running a $2 trillion deficit, so they need to securitize that in the form of treasury bonds. The Fed needs to sell treasury bonds. They need to minimize the amount that they monetize. 
That means print money and buy your own debt like Zimbabwe and Chile did with disastrous consequences. We're going to get the same disastrous consequences. The Fed wants to continue to encourage foreign purchase of treasury bonds. Well, that's a double-edged sword because on the back side of that, you have countries like Korea and, and France and Ireland and Japan who are selling treasury bonds because they're losing value with the rising principle. I'm sorry, rising bond yields and, and dropping principle. The Japanese are selling treasury bonds because they're losing capital on it. They're losing value on it. And they're buying gold because they're going to be a rising capital on that. Okay, so the Fed is encouraging continued purchase of treasury bonds. And they're enduring the sale and dumping by foreign central banks of their treasury bonds in the Forex reserves. They're tolerating that. I, I was about to, to say what the Spanish was. This is how my mind is working, um, Chris. It's very interesting, but there are times when I cannot come up with the English word, and I've got the Spanish in my... What kind of iced tea you want? Melicaton. Uh, what's that? Uh, 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 oh, peach. Okay, that's how it's working. Okay. The, um, the Fed is going to hike rates very simply until they create a disaster. I don't know how long it'll be. Okay, you say that they're containing it. Yeah, but <clears throat> I don't think I've talked with you much about this before. But last June, one of my client consults was a former FDIC liquidation officer who'd been out of the mix for two or three years and he told me from his Maryland home <clears throat> Jim I have access to the FDIC databases JP Morgan Citibank Bank of America they're all in bankruptcy they're all in bankruptcy I said okay well it's not in the news but I did hear about BOA and he said you got that right Jim and you also got right that it's been since February you got it right what they're doing is every three, four, five, six business days, they call up the Fed, 2 a.m., <clears throat> and they get a one, you know, what do you call it? One billion, two billion, five billion dollar patch in the middle of the night. And it never makes the news. So that's what we call containing it. And I said, how are they going to lose containment? And he said, well, it'll be every day, and it'll get over 10 billion. And that'll be hard to contain. And I said, well, and then you see the effect that hits a derivative, like a bond derivative, the interest rate swap. Or in Europe, I didn't say it at the time, but now I'm thinking the euro dollar derivative in Europe. And he said to me, yeah, the bond derivatives, they're, they're going to go, they're lit fuses right now. I don't know how long these fuses are. <clears throat> I got to get an update from him and give him a free, con a free consult. Okay. So the containment is difficult and getting worse every month. But the Fed is going to continue to raise rates because they need to continue to encourage the sale of these bonds. Our deficit is not getting smaller. It's just remaining at a nightmarish high level. So we need to sell treasury bonds. <clears throat> we cannot afford the publicity that we had a failed auction. There was a time in late 2021 that they delayed the Fed bond auctions.
They delayed it. I thought, oh my gosh, if this goes on and on for a year, it's going to be a big story. But they got back onto it. And I think what they did was they brought out the threats, the military threats to Japan. Because I remember in late 2021, Japan resumed treasury bond purchases. And then they've kind of whittled it down again. Okay, this is a battle, a big, big, high-level battle of the Titans. Okay, that's my speech on the Fed. They're going to raise until they cause a disaster. And then it'll be very difficult to manage that disaster because there'll be not just five and 10 and 12 and a half billion dollar patches. They're going to have to do a $220 billion patch, $155 billion patch, or a $400 billion patch. And they will do it, and that will result in bank shutdown at Bank of America. And people will have accounts that are locked. Okay, that's my Fed speech. <clears throat> I, I wear myself out. Sorry. Well, certainly an optimistic uh, set of circumstances to look forward with the Fed to. So there's there's no positive outcome for the end of the dollar. It should have been 1999. It should have been 2001. It should have been 2008. It should have been 2012. But we extended time repeatedly. Over and over again, which means that the disaster is 10 times bigger than it would have been in 1999. Okay, <clears throat> Credit Suisse. I'll try to be brief on this because I'm losing my voice. Uh, <clears throat> do you remember the euro peg between the Swiss and the euro in 2011? The 120 peg. No, I remember that. Do you remember that? that was, uh, <laughs> they implemented that the night that gold got popped in. Basically, it was the end of the gold and silver rally in 2011. Right. They're all connected. Okay, here's how I see it. And I have my own unique perspective at times, and I'm allowed to. Uh, might be a little off. Might be proved rather spot on later. Don't know. <clears throat> the Swiss had a problem because the pig's debt got troublesome. and a lot of Europeans saw the Swiss franc and their banks as a refuge. So it got over 120 for the euro and it became a problem because a lot of people don't realize the Swiss have a rather diverse and balanced economy and, and their export business was getting harmed. <clears throat> so they put on at the Swiss Central Bank, it's called the Swiss National Bank, SNB, they put on the 120 peg, and, and Chris, that's not an easy thing to do. It means that the Swiss National Bank had to buy euros, and they didn't want to. And when they got up to their neck with euros, they asked the Americans for help. And the Americans gave them a dollar swap, and this was not made known until about three or four years ago. When I read about this, I got, oh, my gosh, the Swiss euro peg had four sides. The other two were the dollar with stocks and gold. <clears throat> so the Swiss put on these swaps. They, they, they went in league with the Wall Street bankers and they started buying the FANG stock, Facebook, Apple, Netflix, and Google. 
And in the second round, they bought the MAT, M-A-T stock, Microsoft, Amazon, Tesla. And if you're wondering, <clears throat> where does all the narco money go from Langley? Where does it go? Well, it's called working capital. Apple, $2 trillion in market cap? Are you kidding me? It went to Tesla. $160 billion market cap bigger than the big three U.S. automakers when they make shit electric cars? Where does the narco money go? Working capital in big, big fang mat stocks. So they found a way in Langley <clears throat> to put their narco money to work. And in the meantime, I believe a good slice went to the Swiss Central Bank. And they did purchases because it was about 2019, the Swiss Central Bank announced we got a $1.5 trillion U.S. stock portfolio. And here are our major holdings. And it has created a problem. And the problem is, how do they unwind it? <clears throat> I'll tell you how they unwind it, Chris. They buy gold and they sell U.S. stocks. And they have to fight a war against Wall Street. And that is exactly what the war is. The European banks also have a different problem. They lost their money laundering from trafficking in Ukraine, and that has affected the Swiss National Bank and the Credit Suisse. Remember, it was a couple months ago, the Swiss announced, or maybe, yeah, yeah, about a couple months ago, maybe seven weeks ago, the Swiss National Bank announced that they lost $115 billion but they're staying the course. Why is that? Because it is a narco course. That's why. Because they're at war with the Americans. Because they desperately need to sell U.S. stocks and buy gold. And the U.S. narcos and the U.S. Wall Street bankers said, you do that and we begin a shooting war. So the Swiss are staying the course. <clears throat> this is ugly, ugly. The Swiss announced in November $85 billion of exiting depositors. Can you say Ukraine money laundering accounts? Can you say NATO general accounts? They didn't give names on the exiting depositors, but I believe USM period GEN are part of the account nomenclature. US military general. Okay, something big is going on. It's happening at Credit Suisse. It's happening at the Swiss National Bank, their central bank. And I believe it's all about narco money missing. And it's all about having to sell US stocks and buy gold. And when they do, and they will not be stopped because you can't stop that. You're going to see 2,500 gold. You're going to see 80 silver. You cannot stop it. They have to do it. I think shorting Apple is a big trade right now. They've already got their 
was it Foxconn? I was struggling to get that in another interview. It just came to me in a flash. Apple has Foxconn as manufacturing of their Apple devices in China. Well, golly, I'm going to have to shut that down, boys. Not only that, but the uh, the U.S. citizens with with Chinese protection and guest visas, that's going away too. So they're going to lose their engineers who are of a, of a Chinese type. I was going to say slant, but that's not a good word to use. Um, Chinese type. Um, <clears throat> Apple, I, I don't see any way it's going to maintain its market cap. Okay, there's a different side to this banker war going on, Chris, and it is on one side, Wall Street, big banks with the Fed as their money printing device. And on the other side, it's Deutsche Bank, which is also called the Bush Narco Bank. So what is the number one bank at risk from lost money laundering from narcotics in Europe? The Bush Narco Bank. Deutsche Bank, they've already announced they got very serious euro dollar derivative problems. Very, very serious. Because I think the narco money underpinned it. Okay, the other side to Wall Street and the Fed is the Davos banks. What are they? They're Swiss. Come on, wake up. They're the Swiss banks and Deutsche Bank. And maybe the French Paris, what do you call it? PNB Paribas. It stands for Paris National Bank. Paris National Bank Paribas. Paribas, I believe, was Portuguese, and they merged with PN, PNB. BNP. P, PNB. BNP. Paris. Oh, yeah, Banco Nacional Paris. BNP, right. Banco Nacional, Banco Nacional Paris. BNP, right. <clears throat> okay. The European banks have an ally in North America. It's called BlackRock. I had clients who told me, Jim, this is back in October and November. Big clients for BlackRock were informed of their bankruptcy. BlackRock went bankrupt. They cannot meet their liquidity requirements. I think because they were dependent on Ukrainian money laundering. This is any, any, any analyst who ignores money laundering from Ukraine is missing a very big factor. I don't want to make judgmental comments because there are a lot of really good analysts who don't factor it in. I do. I start with the fraud and I move forward. I don't end up with, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, there must have been fraud. No, you start with the fraud. <clears throat> BlackRock is in league with the Swiss, Davos, and Deutsche Bank. They're at war. There is a gradually shrinking tank of sharks, and they're starting to eat each other. One interesting development came last November and December when Goldman Sachs granted a dollar swap to Credit Suisse. And I'll tell you why I think, okay, this is just my gut speculation. The Swiss threatened to sell U.S. stocks and to buy gold. So Wall Street gave them another extension, a dollar swap. And they probably lied as to the amount, probably 10 times bigger than what we were told in the press. Who's to stop them from lying? 
there's more to this. I believe <clears throat> that the Swiss announced, Swiss informed Wall Street, we're not able to hang on. We're probably going to have to announce a bank failure. And when we do that, all kinds of derivatives are going to blow up, including euro dollars, euro dollar bond derivatives. And the Americans said, no, 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 no. We'll, we'll, we'll give you some more money. We can't afford that. <clears throat> so what is next to happen, and this is a Tom Luongo point, which I agree with completely. <clears throat> he believes that the European banks are going to be the first to enter failure. And there'll be a tremendous migration of a few trillion dollars to the American banks, not the Canadian banks, the American banks, U.S. banks. <clears throat> and what Tom Luongo did not mention was the proximal cause for the European banks to go into bankruptcy. He mentioned rising interest rates and bond damage. I say there are two, rising interest and bond damage and lost money laundering from narcotics and other trafficking. <clears throat> There's a war going on between the Anglos and the Europeans. Sometimes the British are with the Americans and sometimes they're not. The, the Notice something very curious. I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but the British bankers are not in the news much for the last 12 months. Why? Because they've been marginalized. This is very exciting and very dangerous. I encourage people to go to golden-jackass.com Sign up for the newsletter. Sign up for a consult. I'll help you to get your... your... Oh, <laughs> I thought we got cut off. <clears throat> Bless you, Chris. Um, <clears throat> okay, in the middle, it's usually yellow, but it's green here. Subscribe to the newsletter. Um, I keep trying to get my guide. To... <laughs> there you go. Um, <clears throat> you might have to sign up now because you clicked it. Um... <clears throat> okay. There's a war going on, and it's not a matter of uh, avoiding damage. It's a matter of limiting damage. There's no way the Davos banksters are going to go quietly into the night. What they have to go is loudly into their grave or booted off the planet, which is a totally separate topic. And that, that deserves an hour and a half of its own. But <clears throat> there's a war going on. And right now, at war, or, or in the line of fire, I should say, is the U.S. 50 states landscape, or at least the lower 48. 48 states are under assault. <clears throat> We've got what I believe to be one in three to six trillion chance of seeing the kind of train derailments and chemical accidents that we've seen just in February. Uh, there was one that was like January 28th or 9th. I included in my <clears throat> Patrick letter report. We usually have one event every 10 years. 
now we've got like 15 in one month. And let me remind people that in April, mid-April is the satanic celebration of fire. I believe they decided to bring it early. And that begs a very big question, Chris. Why is the celebration of fire from mid-April? By the way, that's the IRS deadline. You think that's an accident? Then you're naive. Celebration of fire is mid-April. Why do they move it two months forward? I'll tell you why. Because we're about to win the war. The White Alliance is on the edge of winning the war. And that includes the tunnel war, which I don't want to talk about. That deserves its its own conversation and interview. <clears throat> Go sign up for the Hattrick Letter. Learn about what's going on. Learn about your risk. Learn about how to take care of business and turn off the news. I've got a couple clients who, they don't bother me as much as I find it very curious. They recite to me something on the mainstream news and say to me, Jim, I don't understand. I said, I know, you're a subscriber. Why are you watching the news? Well, in the news, they say Ukraine is winning and Russia's in defeat, in, in retreat. And I say, yeah, can you turn that 160 to 180 in reverse? Because that's where the truth lies. If the Russians do a retreat, it's a tactical retreat to encapture, what we call it, enclose, encircle, and then absolutely wipe out their enemy in the following two weeks. Okay. The Hedrick letter is about <clears throat> realistic information, two factors at work, what's actually going on with the dollar, the global situation that's very precarious for the dollar. And uh, I encourage people to sign up. Well, I certainly appreciate uh, that and uh, appreciate everything you shared here. I know you're still doing the consultation. So if people would like to get in touch with you, you got that blue button right up there. And again, here you can- Two subscribe. people signed up just yesterday for that. Um, they're fun too, they're fun. But don't, don't leave out the sponsor button. Uh, that got hit a few times recently. That's for a, a large donation to make sure that I survive. And I, I appreciate them deeply. Uh, I, I do my best to remember their names. There are a few that are big donors and they keep coming back. How you doing, Jim? I tell them and they say, well, I can hit the sponsor button again. <clears throat> and they did. Guy in Toronto, a guy in upstate New York. I love you both. I love you both. They all have their stories, Chris. <clears throat> This is a very difficult situation, and my situation is also difficult because I refuse to let people go and suffer the hardship of a lost home, lost school, lost meals. I, 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 I can't do that. I just can't do it. So I, I'm carrying a load. I love them. I have a very big heart, and sometimes it brings me close to tears the prospect of just say, hey, Jim, I'm going to take care of Jim. And that's it. Everybody else, you can go eat 
eat my shorts. You can eat beans. You can eat sawdust. You can dig out of garbage can. I'm just going to take care of Jim. I'm not like that. <clears throat> so keep that in mind if you wish to help me. Well, you've Chris, got a great seeing you again. You've got you're looking dapper. You're looking very extinguished. I mean, distinguished. <laughs> I alternate between the two, it feels like some days, but Jim, you've got a good heart. And I know people always really like hearing from you. It's probably been too long since we've done that. And had a lot of people asking to have you on the show and it's great to catch up with you as always. Thank you for everything that you shared. And certainly if people, if you're watching at home and enjoyed hearing this, he goes quite in depth in his newsletter. So I'll have the link to golden hyphen jackass in the description field below. That way you don't even have to type it in there. You can just click and find out more. And Jim, I'll be keeping you in my thoughts. Hope things go well for you. And Hope also that things, uh, people are handling everything that's going on out there. I know it does get a bit heavy at times and uh, just trying to make burden. it. It really is. I wish I could visit you, but I'm, I'm a prisoner here. I'm a prisoner of my office and the work. I haven't been on a vacation in six years. I mean, any vacation in six years. I have day trips, but I've been, I haven't gone to the beach since 2012. And they got a lot of nice beaches here. <clears throat> well, hopefully you can take well, a little break one of these afternoons, get on your bicycle, hit the beach, and leave. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's about seventy miles, fifty miles. So I I don't do it by bike. Uh, I might go to a pond. <clears throat> anyway, great seeing you, Chris. Thanks for all the support, and uh, <clears throat> thanks for tolerating my my broken voice. Uh, it, it comes and goes every morning. Every morning, it's strong. It really is. Every morning. <clears throat> well, okay. you sound great to me. Appreciate you being here, and we'll we'll check in with you again soon, my friend. Okay. All right. Very good. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for everything. Well, thank you to Jim. Always great to hear from him, and obviously, he sure does have plenty to say, and a lot of interesting research that he comes across, so I know we have a lot of Jim Willie fans out there. Hope you enjoyed this one, and you can find out more about him at the golden-jackass.com, link in the description field below. Also, before we wrap up, we would like to thank BlackRock Silver, who brought us today's video, and BlackRock had some news out last week because they are getting the permitting in place to do a new drill program at their Silver Cloud project. They're aiming for 4,000 meters. And this is where they found that intercept back in December of 52.62 grams per ton gold, 606 grams per ton silver. Following that, they did do a metallic screen gold assay, which brought back 70 grams per ton gold. So they're getting the permitting in place and they're finalizing the drill plan so they can get out there and further define exactly what they have. You can find out more about that by clicking in the link in the description field below. And with that said, going to wrap up for today, but hope you enjoyed the show and we will see you again tomorrow.